back to the Southminster Advent Devotional Now Epiphany uh, podcast. We're so glad that you're able to join us. My name is Josh Sweeney. It is the week of service, and I'm joined by Reverend Steve Shum. Hey, Josh. It's good to be here. We are almost through our Advent and Epiphany Devotional now, uh, January 7th, just a couple more days to go. Uh, it's good to be here, and I am glad that we are joined by Fane Cuker today. Fane, good to have you here. Uh, thanks for agreeing to sit down and talk with us. Fane had uh, offered a reflection, uh, a little more about yourself for those who are listening, Fane. So you've been around here at Southminster for quite a while. I know you sing in the choir. Uh, you come and go with your lovely husband, Ron. What else should people know about you as they're listening today? I don't know. I, I have been here for 50 years. I have sung in the wow. choir 50 years. Uh, I have had two daughters. One's passed away, but my other daughter lives here in Centerville yes. with her family. And I'm sewing little dresses for Africa. I'm yes. up to almost 500. Oh, wonderful. Okay. 500. And I got to say, I didn't realize you had been in the choir for 50 years. Good yeah. for you. Well, that's Marilyn Kemper numbers. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> and and the choir sounded great. A couple of weeks ago, we had the carol, the, the lessons and carol service, and that was wonderful. And then all the uh, Christmas uh, services as well. Uh, thanks for coming and joining us. Now, if you could read your reflection for us, Fane, and read. Uh, we have two verses uh, with your reflection. If you would read those as well. The first one. Uh, a verse from the daily readings uh, from Ephesians, and then one from First Peter that I think you just liked because it talked about um, giving and gifts. Can you read both of those for us and sure. then read your reflection? I pray that from God's glorious unlimited resources, the Lord will give you inner strength through, the, through his spirit. That's the Ephesians yeah. 3.16. The one I chose was each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. That's 1 Peter. And I wrote little gifts. Like so many people, I think a lot about what Christmas gift would be just right for each person on my list. And then I sit back and think about how God gave mm -hmm. the most perfect gift for each person ever. That gift did not come in a big fancy box. It came as a tiny baby, hmm. a very little gift, but it was the biggest gift of love ever given. Littlest gifts given in love can be so big. Hmm. A smile to the sad, a greeting to the lonely, a hand to the unsteady, a hug of encouragement. These and similar gestures all honor that little Christmas gift from God. I still don't know what I'll be putting under the tree, but I do know what I'll be striving to share with everyone around me. Those little gifts of love. That's lovely. And of course, Fane, you wrote this. It was back uh, in November, I think, October <laughs> or November. So when you wrote, I still don't know what I'll be putting under the tree. That was true then. <laughs> uh, now it might be true for next Christmas, uh, right. but we've already opened gifts and hopefully they were received well. Um, I like your reflection. It hits some of the same themes 
that have been touched on by others in our podcast as we've talked to them. I mean, gift giving is such a big part mm-hmm. uh, of Christmas, right? Josh and I, we both have kids. That's all they care mm-hmm. about right now. And so, uh, but it continues to be such uh, an important way for us to show our love and uh, attention to folks. You talk about the care given in, in selecting gifts. We had Mary Baez here uh, this past Sunday, and she talked about uh, how for her mom, wrapping gifts was the same sort of sign of, of love and attention and the care that she took, much like you take care in selecting it. So are you out shopping for gifts uh, uh, from January 1st, as soon as the year starts? or Not anymore. Okay. I used to do that, but now, no, I don't. <laughs> no, but... To me, the gift from God. Yeah, we wouldn't all be here in a church yeah, if right. if that had never yeah. happened. So, that's the most important yeah, gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you enjoy buying gifts for others. I do. Yeah, and giving them and <laughs> and getting them, hoping that they like them. And <laughs> oh, getting I don't care about that. Well, <laughs> I love giving, and yeah. and it's nice when you get something because yeah, it tells yeah. you they care about you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, was fun this year with Anna. So we we really love this podcast maintenance phase, and you know we're just getting to that point where you know like we we have everything we want. You know everything is kind of geared more towards Charlie, yeah. uh, things like that. But you know Anna keeps you know talking over and over again about this podcast and how much she loves it. And so this year, you know, made her a Patreon you know kind of member, so she gets a little bit more of the inclusive. Yeah. And she was just so excited, you know, and because again, I love the same thing where it's just like someone says something, you know, and you're like, all right, I'm going to file that away. Even if it's just a pair of shoes, which yeah. is yeah. what my husband got this hey. year. <laughs> that, but that he said perfect. he wanted them. So. That's right. And there then, yep. Yeah. Do you have a favorite gift that you have given or gotten over the years? Anything that comes to mind? Well, the one I really remember, I was 13 years old and my family always gave like one big gift from yeah. Santa mm, to the yeah. kids. I had a brother who was four years younger. And our gift that year were skis, snow skis. I I grew up in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we lived a block from a beautiful golf course that had nice hills and we could learn and fall down and not be, you know. And so skis. Well, the day of Christmas Eve, I could hear my mother on the phone downstairs and she told me to go in my room and shut the door. And I won't go into a lot of detail, but the next morning I was given a horse. I had wanted Whoa. a horse. It was my birthday wish since I was six years old, and I got a horse. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was the gift I'll never forget. <laughs> the horse was not under the tree, right? That like No, okay. but I got a card that said <laughs> all oh, about wow. where she was. Oh, that's and awesome. All that. Yeah, it was it's not- wonderful. We moved the, that year. We moved to a an eight-and-a-half-acre estate kind of a place mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota, yeah, Deerwood, Minnesota. And so the horse had a place and okay. a stable and my grandparents moved with us. And so there was this big old house that the founder of the Cuyuna Iron Range had built. It was a gorgeous colonial, but it was kind of neglected. Mm. And it had seven bathrooms and nine bedrooms. It was big wow. <laughs> on a lake. It was nice. So my parents fixed it up. Yeah. And that's where we went. Well, the next year, my father passed away. And so, uh, so I only had my horse a couple of years, but I loved well, it to death. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Anyway, that's... Well, that's a great gift. It was, yeah, it was. I had ridden her when I was seven. Oh, wow. When she belonged to somebody else yeah. that we yeah, knew, yeah. my parents knew. And it turned out that she was available and they bought her and gave her to me. So that, I was tickled to death. That so. is a, a once in a lifetime kind of a gift. It is. Yeah. It certainly is. My girls didn't get anything. No, like I was going to say to any kids listening who might want a pony, not everybody no, gets a pony. Available. Do not use this podcast as your uh, evidence of that. It should But happen. talking about gifts, not favorite <laughs> ones, but gifts. Um, my kind of favorite memory is when we lived in Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah. And the girls were little. We had, our church was right across the street, Little Presbyterian Church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our Christmas Eve service was at 11. So, and naturally I sang in the choir. Mm -hmm. So we were at church at 11, got home at shortly before midnight. And we had the car all packed. Yeah. And my, I guess they were sort of like foster parents or guardians or something. Yeah. um, Lived in Rochester, Minnesota. So... We would put the girls in the car mm-hmm. and underneath the mattress that these are in the days yeah, before yeah. car seats. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We put a mattress in the back so they could sleep. Yeah, and right. underneath that were the Santa gifts. Uh, and in the trunk buried were Santa gifts. And so we would drive the six hours yeah. to Rochester. We were probably the only car on the road most of the time. Sure. We usually followed a snowplow. Because driving through the dells of Wisconsin, <laughs> yep, yep. tons of snow, but it was so quiet and so white. And then up on a bluff, you'd see a lighted star that some uh, farmer had right, put out yeah. or a lighted tree. And it was just so kind of holy. Yep, yeah, yeah. It, it really was. And then we'd get to Rochester and the girls would go to bed and... Dorothy and Kirk and Ron and I would sit up and put together the tricycle yeah, and right. the doll buggy and all this stuff and That's hope cool. we didn't have any parts left right. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when Santa had visited and everything was done, and we collapsed. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. still the best Christmas memories and yeah. knowing that those little secrets were underneath mm-hmm. where they were sleeping and they'd wake up and we'd sing carols mm-hmm. and... Awesome. And Ron can't sing a note, but we'd try. You know? <laughs> and Carrie was so little that when we'd sing Jingle Bells, all she knew was to come in with the hay. Oh, there <laughs> you go. That's cute. It was it was fun, but it was it was hard for Ron to drive through all that well, snow. Sure. But we think back on it now, and we could never do yeah, it. Yeah. But it was it was great then. Yeah. It was. A, Fun thing to do. So. I, I like that image and that memory uh, in kind of the quiet moment. So the kids are asleep mm-hmm. in the back and you're driving yeah. and there's a, you know, a, a, star. a lit star somewhere. Well, and it looks like it's hanging in the sky right, because right, right. it's up on the bluffs near the dells and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's dark out there. You yeah, can't right, see yeah. the bluffs. So it, it just looked like it was hanging in the middle of nothing. And it reminds me of something I was just reading. Uh, uh, Stuart McLean, he's Canada's version of Garrison Keeler. Uh, did a vinyl cafe every year, was like the Prairie Home Companion. He has a a collection of Christmas stories. And in the introduction to his collection, he talks about those quiet moments. Often for parents, it's it's one o'clock in the morning. The gifts have been wrapped. They collapse, (laughs) you know, and they and they have a quiet moment before before the kids wake up. And everything gets crazy on Christmas morning with with unwrapping and, and whatever. And in those quiet moments is when the uh, kind of the significance of 
of Christmas and what we're celebrating. It has a, a chance mm-hmm. to soak in, much like that star on the drive right. through the <laughs> Minnesota snow uh, late at night. Uh, and those are, I think, as I get older, those are the the moments that I cherish. Uh, I, of course, I love the, the look of joy on the mm-hmm. kids' faces if they mm-hmm. uh, open something and get something they really wanted. But uh, that quiet appreciation uh, of the season, yeah. Ben, what I loved in your um, reflection is almost this act of hospitality that you kind of put in here as the littlest gifts. Yeah. You, you write, littlest gifts given in love can be so big, a smile to the sad, a greeting to the lonely, a hand to the unsteady, and a hug of encouragement. These are similar gestures, all honor that little Christmas gift from God. And it's almost, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge. You know, I, I remember getting close to Christmas Eve and going into Dorothy Lane Market a few times and just, it is shoulder to shoulder <laughs> and, you know, and people are getting their hams and, you know, it's Dorothy Lane's not really the largest of supermarkets, but they have the largest buggies, um, you know, trying to get through and, you know, sitting there thinking the entire time, it's like, all right, I can, I can choose to be mad. I can choose to be frustrated or I can just choose to, you know, let it roll off and, and, you know, kind of wear that littlest bit, you know, where a smile whenever somebody is, you know, rolling their eyes or looking for somebody to, you know, like, let's get them, you know, kind of mentality, but, you know, to where you're just like, Hey, this, we can be, we can be better, you know, here and, and, and kind of what you've challenged a little bit here to Southminster, to our members, you know, as, as that bit of radical hospitality where it doesn't require this grand gesture, doesn't require, um, you know, these huge things. It's just intentionality of, of welcoming and of, of being you know, kind. To, to the stranger. So thank you for um, writing that in your reflection. Well, I remember when I was young, which is decades ago, <laughs> but it used to be when all the department stores yeah. existed right. and stuff. And you'd go downtown a couple days before Christmas and everybody was around and everybody was happy, mm. not stressed. They were happy and yeah. greeted you and Merry Christmas to you and and we're kind, mm-hmm. and I, I miss that yeah. because yeah. people don't do it. Now they're online. and Yeah, it's yeah. an Amazon delivery person you know, to like your car you, yeah, or you, to your curb. Yeah, You don't have the people to greet anymore, right. and mm-hmm. they don't greet you. So right. you kind of miss all of that. And now they're not even sending Christmas cards. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's too bad. We've yeah. lost those little touches that make others yeah. feel good. Yeah. So. I think... For me, what I'm going to take away is that sense of, yeah, uh, what you mentioned, Fane, and this has come up in other conversations as well around gift giving, is that whatever we give, whatever gift giving we do, it pales in comparison to what we have received. Um, It's true. Well, let's pray. Oh, God, who wonderfully created and yet more wonderfully restored the dignity of human nature, grant that we may share the divine life of him who humbled himself to share your humanity, your son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Mm. Thanks, Thanks, Fane.